Hi everyone, I want to welcome you to another episode of the Walk and Talk podcast. Uh, first of all, I want to apologize. I know it's been a while since the last episode, but we I had to deal with Hurricane Ida. Uh, we're still, I would say, in a recovery phase of that, and that was an experience in itself. Um, but before I talk about the, the hurricane, you know, I want to do some, let's start this off by talking about um, some birthdays. You know, during all this, I didn't have a chance to kind of reach out to a lot of people and acknowledge their birthday. So I want to wish some belated happy birthdays to um, Nene, Craig, Tasha, uh, Miss Tonette, and Natalie. Uh, some crazy people. Oh, and Madam, you know, that's my that's my, my homegirl from, from YouTube. She's um, good friends with Goddess. I want to wish y'all a happy birthday. A happy belated birthday. And I also want to thank the people that reached out. Um, I had some online friends that um, reached out to check in um, a little before and after the hurricane. Um, that's Rodrigo and Yolanda. And I've, I have never met Rodrigo. In real life, it's just just my YouTube, uh, not YouTube, my Facebook and Tumblr friend. And Michelin is my YouTube homegirl. They're, they're good people. And I can't thank y'all enough for checking in. Uh, Madam, she also checked in, you know, to see how I made out. So yeah, they're good people. You know, you can find friends all over the place. But I love y'all. Thanks for checking in. You have no idea how much that means. So, we'll talk about this damn hurricane. Um, I, Jesus, my brother and I, we rode out the hurricane over in Metairie, you know, by my friend Craig's house. Um, my brother was going to stay at my mom's, but um, I really didn't feel comfortable of us being at two separate locations because, you know, if something happens... You know, and you know they call you. Oh, I'm I'm in trouble. I can't, and you can't leave. Then that's another, I guess you could say, another method of anxiety that you can't do something. So, we all we were both in one spot, and we were honestly, it started off fine. You know, we the storm was here, and everybody was um um. I'll say a lot of people were were thinking, okay, this is not going to be too bad. But power went out around three o'clock that Sunday. All right. And the storm started pretty much moving very slow. I mean, you're looking at four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock, seven o'clock. This thing was still going on. Now, we did not have the rains that I was expecting because I was looking out of the window, you know, while while the stuff was going on and. That part wasn't bad. It was the wind. There were certain gusts where you can literally hear, you know, the wind, you know, pushing up against the house. Um, uh, we had a a tree tree branch that fell by Craig's place. You know, a tree branch fell on the on the fence, and there was some some minor damage to the to the gutters. That's it. By mom's now, I was worried about man about the west bank because people were posting pictures of like what had happened at to the Winn-Dixie which is not too far from my mom's and I didn't know what to expect you know I thought we turn the corner and the house wouldn't be there but luckily enough and through the grace of the universe God it everything was fine there the fence is down there was a lot of cleaning up to do 
and things of that nature. But compared to a lot of the damage that I saw just in various neighborhoods and stuff, we were blessed. And I, I can't complain. Um, we were without power for about seven days. And I do not deal with the heat well. So talk about talk about having to use shadow work and stuff to really to get through a lot of negative feelings and just try to keep your calm and wits about you it was not easy at all you know the first thing you're thinking first thing i was thinking was like man you don't know how long this power is going to be out you don't know if any grocery stores are going to open um and then when places did open you know the lines were outrageous people that had generators they were gas was in short supply so you had people with huge lines at the gas stations that did open and people were like, tempers and stuff were flaring. And of course, you also had to deal with certain places of employment. You know, we're not going to, I'm not going to even try to get into the to the details about how scummy some of these employers and, and places are. But let's, let's just say that there's work that needs to be done in how people approach situations. Because a lot of these places that... Folks hold in high standings, they're scum. I will say that much and we'll leave it at that. They're just real scum. After that, let's see. During the the actual aftermath, let's say like the Monday after everything was over. Now, you know, power is out everywhere. So I'm going to talk about a beautiful moment. Dude, the, since there wasn't there was no light pollution, I guess you could say in a metro area, you could look up and see all the stars in the sky. Not only that, it was a little, it was much cooler uh, compared to the days that would follow. Um, it, it it was something else. So my brother and I, we were outside and um, we were looking up at certain stars. We, you know, trying to guess which ones were what. But I, there was this one star <laughs> that looked like it was moving, moving, <laughs> like zigzagging. So I'm trying to get my brother's attention. He comes over and I'm pointing at this star. So while we're looking at this the star, there's another thing, another star. I don't know what the hell that thing was, but it just zoomed off. Like it what we I thought it was a shooting star, but we both were looking at it just like that's not a that's not a shooting star. <laughs> that's not no shooting star, nigga. That's a damn UFO. And oh man, it was it was just for a few it was moments like that we were able to laugh and um just just talk to try to get through this because dude when i'm telling you the days after that it was so hot oh man i mean it was hot so we had to get ice and and things in the cooler to stuff to try to start saving different things that were in the refrigerator and deal with the heat the heat, bro. Oh God! And you know, and speaking of that, you know, I got people still texting me asking, "Did we did we apply for the disaster um food stamps and stuff?" Which I have not. Um, I haven't d- decided if I was going to do that because a lot of a lot of what I've been hearing is people aren't really even getting approved for stuff based on their income, which I find kind of weird. When, you know, everybody lost food, it would be beneficial if you would just help everybody that lost something. But, you know, they're saying if you have um, insurance, your insurance is supposed to cover it. And we've got people that have insurance and their insurance is not 
you know, covering their loss of food. So it's it's a mess with that. And um, it, it's just a lot to, to sit through, still cleaning up, still trying to get back in order. And another thing that people may not be kind of acknowledging is a lot of people have not healed from Katrina. And this this storm came like, you know, six what is it? They said it was sixteen years exactly to Katrina coming 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 through and it was a lot, bro, for a lot of people. It, it was a mess. Um, I have a good friend, um, Gwendy. Uh she lost everything. She said her house flooded. Um, I think her and her daughter's cars flooded. Um I, I reached out to her through Facebook because um a friend Jessica had told me what had happened and um Gwendy had res- responded and she said that everything she owned was in her front lawn. And, you know, my heart goes out to her and to, to all other people that are now displaced or just lost everything. Uh, that that feeling, it, when you, you're not normal, it's when your normalcy is interrupted and you don't have a sense of control, it, it's a bad feeling because um, being homeless, that feeling is, is horrible. You know, we were homeless for a little while after after Katrina and that's not something I, I ever really want to go through and just sometimes when I see certain images when people start reminiscing and talking about Katrina it's it's really hard to deal with I don't really think I will ever get over that I want to I try not to really talk about it but you know sometimes people bring it up to me and they're trying to get over different things and we we try to help each other deal with the aftermath of that and it's just that some people will never be whole again after that. There's a lot of, um, I guess you could say trauma based just off of that situation, you know? So, so yeah, that's, that's what's been going on here. Um, yeah. Um, also y'all, y'all gotta pardon me, you know, it, it is tough to, to deal with, you know, just thinking about, some of those things. Um, also, dude, it, once things did get kind of get back up and running, dude, you started seeing houses. You know, people cleaned up. People started putting their houses up for sale. So, while, and it's 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 a hell of a coincidence because when I was sitting on the sofa in all this heat, I was talking to myself. You know, thinking, you know, did I really want to live down here and have to deal with this? You know, every year, you know, you have people questioning, why do people stay in Louisiana? You got to deal with hurricanes, man. Sometimes it's it's not easy for people to pick up and relocate at the drop of a hat. You know, a lot of people don't have the resources. A lot of people don't have the resources to evacuate. I saw that, you know, people were, you know, were asking me, you know, hey, do you know what happened to who, what happened to such and such? And honestly, I didn't know, like, um, Two of the housekeepers that work at Lakeside, um, I found I found out that one lady, she's in Texas and she's coming back. But um, her co-worker apparently has decided to stay in Atlanta. She's not coming back because she lost, you know, she was a renter. But the place where she was staying, the place where she was staying is not fit to come back to. <clears throat> but um, apparently she to filled out a job application and she's getting on at another hospital out there and it pays way more and they're going to help her 
you know, find a permanent um, apartment and things like that. So if you got that type of help in a different state, go for it. Relocate. You know, if you if you if you got that type of help, go for it. And that just goes to show the difference because they have they have jobs. Now, not all jobs, because um, guess what? Um, UMC actually did something for their employees. It was like a five hundred dollar grant to try to help them. You know, replace, repair some of the damage or replace some of the foods. They did something for their employees. But there are other entities out here that did not do a damn thing for their employees. So, once again, we shall not name these these places. Let's just say, though, you guys kind of know who who we're talking about. That doesn't really ever do anything for their employees. But it is what it is. Um... Some, but that's why some places, that's why some people don't, you know, don't evacuate. And then it was also kind of a last minute thing. Um, after the hurricane had passed, you know, we, me and my brother were walking around the neighborhood. Some people were talking about they had older, you know, you know, family members with them. Some with bad health conditions. So being on the road with them in traffic in and not knowing where they would go, that was another obstacle that would have been you know, tough to deal with. So it was quite an experience. And, um, I just want to thank my, my family and my friends that, um, helped me get through it because God, it was, damn, it's not something that (laughs) more than likely we're going to probably go through other storms, but man, I, it's not something that I would really want to go through with like that with the power being out and stuff. You have to you have to keep your wits about you and folks have to plan for hurricanes. They really do. And it's tough getting my folks. I'm going to talk my folks, man. You would think, you know, they've lived here. My my family and friends, we've lived here for like how many years and they still don't take this shit seriously like they do, but they don't, you know, and. It's time, you know, that people start getting on the same page about this hurricane stuff. We really need to. I mean, you can't just leave things up to chance and stuff. So um, I'm going to have to pause this for a second because um, I have to go and help somebody get some out of the car. It's a lot of bags and I don't want the the lady to drop us stuff. Um, I'll be right back. Hey, sorry about that. I just wanted to help my neighbor get her. Um, get our groceries inside we're going to pivot a little bit because i think i really need to go into a little more detail about the whole evacuation thing and how hard it is for a lot of people here to evacuate sometimes um not only does time go into it some of the jobs because you know louisiana is a right to fire state they don't even have to give you a reason to let you go so if let's say you're on duty and they haven't called a mandatory evacuation, then you could lose your job for just, you know, up and leaving. Now, if you're on one of those things, like let's say your job has the hurricane protocol where your activation team or recovery team, you also run into problems with that. Because let's say, okay, you've evacuated, your job has now switched over to, um, the recovery phase and you have to come in power still out and stuff like that. And your family, you you're with your family, you're bringing everybody back so you can go to work, but your your living situation isn't ideal. That's also a factor. Sometimes you also have to deal with if the person has, 
a sick relative that they're living with. Um, one of the ladies that was in the neighborhood, I think I briefly spoke about her before, she was mentioning that she had a, her mother, which was, you know, was, which was sick. Um, that played a part in them not leaving. They didn't know where they would go. It, it's a lot that goes into it. So the main things you have to worry about is where would you go? Do you have enough money to evacuate? How long will you be gone and the job? So it's a lot that goes into it. Now, as far as living down here, look, no matter where you go, something can happen. I mean, you've got earthquakes, you've got blizzards. I mean, you've got something that goes on in some part of the country. Um, and I think also a lot of the times, it's like um, there's this part of Louisiana called Grand Isle. And people always ask, well, you know, they they get devastated by hurricanes quite often. That's what, you know, people say, why do they keep going back? And I tell people, I believe it's just that's their home. You know, you don't want to give up on home. And, you know, that's that's probably all those people know. It, yeah, it sucks. But you 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 can never underestimate the pull of home and the people that you you've either been raised with or live with or just or close to because i miss like there are people that i no longer see that have moved away for various reasons and you think i think about them often and that's sometimes people count as home too sometimes you you become so familiar with people and the feeling that they provide you know for you you just that's just just the reason sometimes you live at a certain place you know it's it's not easy to pull away from some things. It's annoying as heck to have to to really sit here and deal with this hurricane stuff every year, not knowing what the hell is going to happen. And like I mentioned earlier, a lot of people in the um, in Metairie, once the power came back on and things started kind of getting back to normal, they put their houses up for sale. So some people have just said, "F it," you know, we're, we're they're tired of dealing with it, and I can understand that. It. It takes a lot out of you and having gone through Katrina and, uh, you know, being homeless for a little while and stuff. It, it was I was sitting there thinking about the same type of stuff, you know, you know, just sitting there by myself wondering, like, OK, you know, are we going to be homeless again or, you know, what's going to happen? And then, you know, you, you're thinking all this stuff and then you have to deal with your aggravating ass job. You know, they don't. They don't really give two shits about what's going on with you. They just want to make sure you can do the damn job, you know. So that's not an easy thing to deal with also, you know. And that's something that really, that should change. You know, people really need to have compassion for each other, which they don't. A lot of these higher ups on these jobs, they could give a fuck less, you know, about what's going on in your life. As long as their shit's taken care of, you know, all it's all good. But, you know, what goes around comes around. Every every dog has their day. So if you had a bad experience dealing with your employer, you know, take that energy, put it towards your recovery. You know, claim that you're going to get a better job. Claim that you're going to get your life back on track. Start reaching for the things that you need, you know, from this point on to do better. Because working for these bullshit ass jobs, you know, we, we all got to do better, you know shit and it's not really the job it's the people that are in charge of the job they're just shitty that that's all there is to it 
You got shitty ideals, shitty ideas, and they ain't shit their own self. So, and that's going to be the end of this. Let's not even focus on these shitty jobs for the rest of the podcast. Shitty ass jobs. But, um, but yeah, that's kind of why people don't evacuate. Um, as far as preparation, after, um, once power and stuff came back on, you know, I started getting back into the whole preparation thing. I've always wanted to have, like, a vacation bag. I decided to actually go ahead on and sit that up. I mean, set that up. Just, I can't get my words out right now. I decided to just go ahead on sit down and start setting all these different things up. You know, I have this really cool Nike duffel bag that I take on, you know, little vacations. And I decided to have everything set for if I ever get aggravated, you know, my friends are like, hey, let's go, let's go away for a couple of days. My bag's ready. I decided to also expand that into a hurricane bag. Like I have a different duffel bag now. That just in case the power goes out, I have 10 days worth of, of the drawers, your shirts. It's hot down here, so I got shorts. Everything is in there. I also decided put my passwords. You know, you need to have your passwords together because if power is out, which it was here, you couldn't get to cable in certain areas because, you know, Cox Internet was down. So you may have to go by a friend or at work and pay your bills online. You know, we're used to having all our passwords and stuff stored on on the computers at home or whatever. So take your important passwords, write them down and keep them with you. Have your important papers with you. You know, just keep that type of stuff with you. You know, put them in a bag that you can get to. That's even if, you know, when you're evacuating, you know, let's start these type of preparations, you know, having your, knowing where your important papers are, put that in your, your suitcase, your duffel bag or whatever. You that way, if worse, the worst thing happens, you can't get home. You have these type, you have all this stuff on your insurance papers, um, contact numbers. Just write that down. Have it in a little notebook. Okay. Just, just get that together. Let me see. What else did we do? Oh, of course, you know, you have to have your flashlights in every a flashlight for each room of your house and the batteries that go along with that now people may feel like that's overkill but if you've got it in every room you already have it all you have to do is reach for it just in case the power goes out now we did take it a little step further um when we're in metairie we have these solar lights that we have outside in front of the house so when it got dark i just yanked yanked a couple of those up and brought them inside and we used those as lights at night, you know, because one, we did we didn't know if we would be able to get to a store because at that time, you know, no stores or nothing were, were open. And I didn't want to just run down the batteries. So those solar lights came in handy, you know, and it was it provided enough light. And that was cool. So we did that. Um, that's kind of oh, well, if of course, if you have a generator, you know, some people died because they had the generators inside and you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to keep them, uh, I forgot how many feet they said, uh, away from the ventilation of your home. So you have to learn how to use a generator. If you have never used one, just start learning. Ask people that have generators and they'll show you what goes into it. You know, what's, you know, the, the plugs, everything like that. You know, we have to start learning about this stuff. Um, 
that, that's about it. That's the only preparation I can really think of. Oh, and plans. I mean, get with your family to see, well, if something happens, where will we meet up? If I can't get in touch with you this way, how can I get message to you? Have an outside contact as well to let somebody know, well, hey, this is where I'm going. If, you know, if we can't, you know, get in touch with each other. You know, we have to plan. You know, people have to plan for this type of stuff. And the hardest part about this this one is try to have at least $2,000 in like some kind of emergency fund. That's difficult for a lot of people down here because of said cheap ass jobs. But let's just keep calm and try, you know, put some money on the side for, you know, emergencies just in case you do have to evacuate. You know, we have to be prepared for these things. And that's that's pretty much it. And I have kind of. You know, gotten all this stuff together. You know, it's not it's not perfect. Nobody wants to really have this thought in their head. Um, it make, it, I get anxious thinking about it. You know that you could lose everything, your home, and, and stuff like this. Every year, you could you ha- you can it could be that year when something really bad happens. But these are the things that we have to that we have to prepare for. And I'm sorry, I'm starting to get like kind of worked up behind it. But yeah, this is um. These are the things that we have to prepare for. And, oh, I also want to thank uh, my brother. There are some people at my brother's church that, that donated money to help go towards getting a generator for our folks, you know, for our family and stuff like that. And I can't thank them enough. So thank you. Thank you for everything. I can't I can't thank all the people. Like I said, the people that reached out to, you know, to check on me that um, that I have never even met in real life just having conversations with and the people that also were going through stuff because um Marquise you know he was on the 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 podcast you know we were talking about the horoscopes and stuff they were you know in the hurricane as well but he called to check to make sure to see how me and my brother were doing you know how my mom was and stuff like that so people were checking on each other you know and that that's that's the cool thing my uncle you know they got now my uncle they got power what was that, like a Saturday too? I think my uncle and Marquise and them got power on the same day, I believe. But, you know, it, it, it's in the end, people looked out for each other. And that's, it's just, it's just so weird that, that when it's, it always seems like the disasters bring people together. And I'm not just talking about like my immediate friends or family. It's like you, it always seems to take some kind of tragedy for people to do these type of things. But the other days, everybody's not able to. You know, people are so stuck on these dang on jobs or just in, in these, just, just caught up in some BS that the important things seem to fall to the wayside. You know, and that's like we, I spoke about when we were talking about shadow work and stuff like that. When these disasters happen and you're like aggravated, take that time to reflect on yourself and your situation because you find out things about yourself doing these hard times. You know, how you react to things, how you look at the world, how you look at yourself. And you can't let go of that. You have to find yourself. You have to find what makes you happy, what you thrive off, you know, and you can't let these things that take place outside that we can't control really mess us over. 
And these jobs will do it to you. These people at these jobs will get you out of your character so fast. You will be then picked up a desk and just beat the hell out of somebody with it. I mean, just just take a, a mop handle. And some of them deserve it, really. I know some people at some of these jobs, you you, you could just take a brick and just, just bust them till the pickle meat come out. For real. But let's get back on the train of positivity. And um, I want to say that, you know, we, ever, other than, than all the stuff that's happened, um, things are, are back. I wouldn't say back on track, but things are, have improved. And um, we're, we're in a good spot as far as getting back on track from the hurricane. Um, Job-wise, it's still kind of jacked up. Um, certain Some people haven't come back from the the hurricane you know they lost everything so they might not come back so that's the sad part that that's happened and I, my heart goes out to to anybody that's lost lost it all lost some or up not knowing what they're going to do because i had that 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 feeling when i was sitting there wondering you know how things would be so um just keep your head up and work through you can work through a yule what will be will be you just cannot succumb to it okay just do it for yourself and your loved ones and um i uh, i wish the world um i wish just nothing but good favor for you because god knows that everybody needs it regardless of in there if there's been a disaster or not everybody could use a break Okay, with that being said, um, we're going to go into a more positive, hopefully we're going to go into a positive set of podcasts after this. Um, We're going to focus on food and fashion for the next one. I'm trying to do that. Um, My friend Yolanda, she has a, now this is a separate Yolanda. Uh, The Yolanda that I work with, Yolanda Love, she has a little clothing business called The Art of Style and her reasoning of starting this was she wanted to put affordable clothing out there for people you know families so they'd be able to get something different and look nice and and see what's it's pretty cool to be honest some of the stuff is retro like 80s 90s but it's different and it's affordable you know she's a mother of five she's um she's married yeah she's married to anthony i think i spoke about them on the other podcast um and I'm going, she's, she says she wants to be on the podcast. She's going to talk about what went into her decision of starting this, uh, the hardship she's faced and, um, just all kinds of stuff. I don't think she's going to talk about, talk about the stuff that takes place at the job because she keep trying to, trying to stay positive, but I think she'd be trying to, trying to stop from killing people too. But, um, yeah, we're going to try to get Yolanda to put an appearance on the podcast and we're going, I'm going to talk about some of the cool food places that are on the West Bank. There really aren't many, to be honest. So definitely going to talk about Chicken's Kitchen, Food Symphony, Chasson's, Jesus, uh, <laughs> I don't know what, is it confectionery? Yes. Re- honestly, I never really call call it by what it is. It's, I, always, I used to say it's like Brady's or, or Uncle B's or whatever, you know, but it's, Chasson's Confectionery, I believe, and there's another one, 
is the anointed confections. You know, so that's like my top two cake places on the West Bank and my top two food places right here. I mean, we're going to we're going to talk about that. And also an update, um, Josh and um, Josh, who was on some of the other podcasts, you know, he's doing OK. You know, um, I saw him the other day. So um, their family didn't have too much in the way of damage or nothing from the um, hurricane. And is that ever? I'm trying to think if that's everybody. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. Oh, also for anybody that's lost a lot of clothing in the storm, look, Dillard's is having an uh, amazing after summer sale. Some of the stuff is like sixty percent and up off. So if you're just looking for stuff like I was telling you about getting your um your bag together, having a a getaway bag or a hurricane bag head to Dillard's you can check them out so we will be talking I will be talking about the different things that I picked up from the from the sale during the next podcast hopefully we'll have Yolanda on so she can talk about uh you know the fashion aspect so we'll be going towards a more uplifting uplifting thing and guess what um in in totally unrelated news I got one of my other characters on Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis to level 20. She, that character is going to be a fighter and a hunter. But I've also been leveling up Braver because I like the bow. I don't like the katana. But yeah, I've, I've been doing that. That's just to kind of stay normal. To stay sane. Because the, the job's aggravating. Because we don't have a reliable system in place. And without having fun, without being able to listen to my 90s music, which I have been getting really back into discovering some new classic tracks that are just wonderful. Like this lady named Nina. I mean, I used to hear the song The Reason Is You, but I've recently discovered like some remixes to it. It's wonderful. And her catalog came up and I've been hearing like way some really cool things by her. So, yeah, that's that's been great. And I've been playing PSO2 with that not the base pso2 but new genesis i've moved on from pso2 but new genesis with that nine is dance music baby you on point so that's about it for this episode i want to thank you guys for listening and once again anybody that's recovering from the hurricane keep your head up you guys will we'll all make it you know just we just have to focus our energies on the positive continue to do the shadow work you know, continue to smile, continue to have fun and don't let people have the ultimate power over your happiness. You know, you have to seize your happiness. You have to claim your happiness and you have to claim better things for ourselves. All right. So until next time, I want to wish everybody a good evening. Be safe. Thanks again for listening. Take care.